Hey guys, welcome back to Talk To Me Sister podcast, season two. If you're new to the pod, we're twin sisters and a ton has happened since last season. I'm a cancer survivor. Kathy had my baby. The baby's here, happy and healthy. Yes, and we're advocates for women's health and we're going to cover a lot of topics this season. So thanks for following along. We just wanted to take a minute to say thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, to follow if you're on Spotify, and please take a minute to leave a review. We would be so grateful if you left a review. That's a great way for our podcast to grow. We are going to be releasing a monthly newsletter where we're going to highlight a recent review, and that person gets highlighted on the newsletter, but also gets a gift from one of our sponsors. So thanks so much. Okay, everybody, thank you for following along the Talk To Me Sister podcast. We have Kate Wood on the podcast today. She is a self-taught baker, writer, and photographer behind the Wooden Spoon blog. A dietitian by trade, Kate Wood began Wooden Spoon in 2006 as a hobby, but has since been begun practicing her everything in moderation motto on a full-time basis, creating approachable and inspired recipes for home cooks. In just a few short years, Kate and her award-winning site have been featured on numerous online and print publications, such as Southern Living, Taste of Home, Bake from Scratch, Food and Wine, Taste of the South, BuzzFeed, Martha Stewart, and more, just to name a few. So so incredible. <laughs> so awesome. On the home front, Kate lives with her husband in LA. That's lower Alabama, y'all. <laughs> where they are raising their three young kids. Her first book, Her Daily Bread, which we'll talk about today, connects food and faith in a 365-day devotional featuring daily reflections and recipes to feast on all year long. Kate, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm so honored. It is so much fun to watch uh, watch you on Instagram and mm-hmm. online, and we're what big you've, fans, big fans, and seeing your your everything you've done since 2006, so or 2016 when you started your blog. So tell us how that got started. I remember yeah. watching your videos, like your stop motion videos of you baking before people were like doing videos on Instagram. So I would love to know like how that all started. Yeah, you know, I kind of started baking like out of nowhere. We I was we were getting ready to get married and I was the crazy person that thought she was going to make her own wedding cake. I don't know if I was being thrifty, but I was definitely delusional. I Oh my gosh, did you do I, it? I did, but stress. I was not a baker. Awesome. Yeah, stress. I stress. Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%, but I had no baking experience. I always laugh because my family like we grew up eating out every night of the week, most nights of the week. Like we were on a first name basis with people at Macaroni Grill. So oh, wow. <laughs> me deciding to be a baker was kind of a left field choice. And so, you know, I started when we were getting um, married and I just kind of fell in love with it. And it was this hobby that eventually turned into something that became more a part of who I was. Um, and, you know, simultaneously after we got married, I kind of always nursed along this dream of writing a book. Um, and so back then, you know, this was kind of in the rise of food bloggers and they, you know, these girls that had been doing it for so long, were getting cookbook deals. And I was like, well, that's it. Like that must be me, like what I'm supposed to do. And so I decided I needed to start a blog. Like if I loved baking and I wanted to write, then I, I saw blogging as being, you know, the means to that end. And so, 
um, wooden spoon started in 2016 because I wanted to write a cookbook and, um, you know, it's been six years and 300 and some odd recipes later. And, um, you know, that means to end has ended up being something that I actually really love. Um, and it's been rewarding in a lot of other ways too. So, um, you know, the juice has definitely been worth the squeeze. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. So about your book, I mean, we're both huge fans. We love it. Um, we love also how you were able to kind of create this cookbook, but also a devotional kind of melded in there. Um, Mm -hmm. it's filled with so many one, so many wonderful recipes, but also so many wonderful truths. So I'm oh, curious, thanks. I'm curious from um, your perspective, like you could have just done a cookbook. We love right. how your faith has inspired you. I mean, we're very faith based, obviously, and just um, mm-hmm. we love that so much. So tell us about how that kind of evolved to kind of like blend the two in this book. Sure. Yeah. You know, so I did kind of pursue the cookbook thing and I'll be honest, I just had a lot of belly flops. Um, I had, um, you know, some book proposals that got really close. I mean, I had talks with different publishing companies and I mean, I could, we could talk, we could fill like eight podcasts with, you know, the ups and downs that went into all that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. uh, So intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Sarah but, and I are in the middle of this right now. I was going to say, oh, we probably okay. should so have, we have some stuff to talk about later for sure. We do for <laughs> sure. Like off call. Yeah. Oh, all, 100%. Yeah. We are, we are the dirty laundry. Yeah. We're sure. 85% done with our book and. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. We, oh thank my you. This is not a pod- well, well now the proposal pitching part is not for the faint of heart. Yeah, I was going to say, and this is not, this intense. podcast is not about us, but we will, we will We'll air our grievances later off the podcast. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I Uh, feel for you. It is tough. It is tough. And you know, that's kind of, um, that's the, you know, my road to this book, Her Daily Bread started with some failures. Um, I had, you know, a couple of cookbook proposals kind of just blow up in my face and, um, you know, I'm so grateful for the foundation of faith that I had throughout all that. Like I just had hope, even though you know, stuff was just falling apart. You know, I was getting told no and doors were seemingly slamming in my face, but, um, you know, God really kept me hopeful throughout that time. Um, and now I see why it's because he had a different project in mind. And, um, I'm so honored to have gotten the opportunity to, to write her daily bread. And it's because, you know, I, it's because literally because of all of those failures, you know, like I would have been writing a cookbook and I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to write this one so in a time when, you know, my heart kind of needed it. So, yeah, I think that's also like a very specific truth and a good message for listeners too. when they kind of like, you know, when you have this like vision for yourself and you're so hopeful, but when sometimes when the alternate plan comes about it ends up being for the better. So yeah. Um, and it's probably like elevated your book already and set you apart from other cookbooks, obviously. So it's, that's it, inspiring to us. Oh, anyway. thank you. You know, it's, it is tough. You know, I think we have the tendency as humans to see every missed opportunity, every closed door as a sign that like, it's just not in the cards for us or something. Mm-hmm. It's just easy to want to throw in your hat and just be like, I give up. I'm I'm just done. Um, but I think if you persevere, I think there's always like something really awesome 
if you're like willing to push beyond and like break through to that other side of that fear. Mm -hmm. Um, and I definitely found that to be true. Um, I started the cookbook for this book, her daily or the proposal, I'm sorry for her daily bread, um, at the start of 2020. And, um, it started basically, you know, I had, I had submitted another cookbook proposal to my agent and I was kind of waiting to hear back from her. I'm in Enneagram three, so I don't love waiting. I kind of like want to see it and get Uh something like, I need something to be happening. So it was January, 2020. And I had just started writing this proposal and it really bubbled up out of my quiet time. And, um, and as I started writing these stories and just recalling these sweet memories from my past of the ways that, you know, my experiences in my kitchen and around my table and connecting with people through food, how it had just enriched my life so much, you know, like the second I wrote one story down, there was just another idea right there, like waiting to peel back and write about. And it was so life-giving to write about. Um, and so really I was just impatient waiting for those other cookbook proposals. And as I started this one and I submitted it to my agent, um, basically at the start of the pandemic, at the start of shutdown and um, ended up getting a book deal in July. And um, I really needed that, you know, like I was home and had the three kids with me. And um, I can't tell you how much that buoyed me through that time, just Mm -hmm. having like having something to focus my energy on um, that was just filling me in all these really unique ways. I mean, I was just so grateful for it. Um, The timing was perfect. And um, I'm really proud of how everything turned out. Yeah. Well, we love it. Everybody can get it on Amazon. Also, I walked into Barnes and Nobles in Nashville and it's there. It's everywhere. Right, Kate? Oh, yay. I have found it everywhere. I saw it in Target the other day. I was like, this is awesome. They sell like 10 books there. So I was like, there's like none. I'm so excited. It was awesome. So congratulations. You can find it. That is Thank a bucket you. list moment. That's awesome. Yeah. It really yeah. was. It was worthy of, of the bucket list for sure. Absolutely. Well, this one reason we really were excited to chat with you is because you're a really great example of how someone who is creative and passionate and has these hobbies and has turned it into just incredible business and brand and identity, like that you have done something unique. So we love that Aww. about you. Mm-hmm. I Thank think you. that now so many people have the opportunity to, to do things like that, just more, more creative outlets, more sh- mm-hmm. ways to connect with the public. And so I know there's a lot of people listening who have similar passions or creativity who want to like, propel that forward. So, um, yeah. you, you said you kind of started, you talked about when you started baking, but we've trained together to be in the same class at UAB to be dietitians. <laughs> so cool. yes. It was crazy. We talked before we started recording that Kate and I like hardly remember seeing each other. <laughs> it was another life ago. It was another, I mean, I can't even remember. Yeah. We had this, we were in the same group at UAB, but it was grad school. So it's just different. Like you, we don't have like teachers. I don't, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't even remember that. <laughs> and that was a weird time of life. Like if yeah. I, I always tell people, like, if you have a child that's 23, 24, 20, like, call them, check on them. Like, yes. <laughs> that is such a weird and transitional time. Like, uh-huh. I don't, it, it was a fog. It's a, it's a, it's like thinking back on it. I, I barely even recall it. Yeah. Same. It was definitely a blur and it was different. We were doing our dietetic internship. So it was more of like a residency where we were going into like, 
different areas of the hospital and the community rather than sitting in a class. So I think that's why right. that's just like yes. my own thing. Yes. Uh, but I would love to, did you ever work as a dietitian or you go straight into create, like creating and baking? I did. So, and I don't know, you might say otherwise, but I remember coming into school and this was like at the, in the rise of food network. And I would skip class to stay and like watch Rachel Ray and Emeril Lagasse and all Rachel of these, Ray, like, yes. that was like all her these height, personalities. Height oh yes. I would just, I, and I was fascinated. I was like, this is so cool. Again, I grew up eating out. So I was just fascinated by what you could actually do with real food. And, um, and you know, at the time I, I, had, I opted for nutrition as my major, but really like you either went to culinary school or you went more on the clinical side and you were, you know, trying to help people be healthy. Like those were the, in my mind, those were my two options. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know that I, I really understood all that I could actually do. And certainly, you know, food journalism was not something that I felt like I was qualified to do. I don't know. I was, I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm not Rachel Ray. I don't, I'm not going to get my own TV show right now. Like I just had no idea. Right. Um, and so I did, I went the clinical route cause I didn't think I had the chops for, you know, a restaurant hours and all that stuff. So, um, I worked clinically at UAB for a few years. I loved that. I, I just had the sweetest coworkers and, yeah. um, it was, um, I don't know. It was just amazing to see all these like brilliant people, people way smarter than me. I'm like, why am I in here? This is, I, I am know. not qualified. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Brett and I got married in 2013 and we moved to um, his hometown of Selma, Alabama, which is a teeny tiny town. There was literally like two dietitian jobs in the entire town. Oh my One gosh. of them just so happened to be available. Like God totally provided. And um, I ended up working as the dietitian at the hospital. And, um, uh, you know, I enjoyed that for the time being, but that was, you know, within a year I started my blog and within two years i quit my job and started doing that full time. So I did work clinically, but, um, I don't know, once you get a taste of making money with mm. something that you like, yeah. it's, it's like so yeah. fun and enjoyable. Yeah. I just didn't even know that was an option. Like, I know, I, yeah, I don't I know really if the world has just grown or if I was just completely blind to the fact that I could do so many other things, but I am so excited that I've had the opportunity to do both. That's amazing. And you had like, I love this. So many people are like, okay, I'm going to do my side hustle until it can take over for my corporate mm -hmm. or, you know, job that pays the bills. And you do mm -hmm. sometimes have to wait a year or two before you can make the switch. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I oh, never, yeah, I, I never sure. worked clinically. I just knew immediately that's never what I wanted to do. And <laughs> I'm so wow. glad because I do think that now there are so many other wellness opportunities and I, um, I just like I've worked mm -hmm. in like the pharmaceutical area and there's so many, but I do, I don't even remember. Yeah. Learning all the options, but anyway, that's another conversation. I love that yeah. you were able to make that, make that switch. Yeah. Yeah. I am too. Obviously like that is a calling for sure. But also we live like going back to y'all's, um, you know, talking about having the option to making money, doing something you're passionate about. I think we live in a very like entrepreneurial um, world right now. Like it's, you kind of, and, and I think when 2020 happened, that kind of like elevated people to say like, okay, I'm going to make the jump and, and try to make this passion a, a actual occupation. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
you know, the mass exodus as they called it, where everybody like left their jobs and started yeah. to like make their passions full time. So I think mm-hmm. that that's really cool. And just, um, yeah, that's super encouraging. But to talk, talking about entrepreneurship, Kathy and I have that little like spirit in us clearly, because we have the podcast yes. and we're writing a book and like we have our day jobs. It's like so much going on. <laughs> But um, yes. for you being this very like successful entrepreneur, starting your blog, now you have a book, like things are taking off. What's been like, what's been the best surprise? I guess this is a two part question. What's been the best surprise about being an entrepreneur and what's been the most difficult aspect? Mm. Um, I said, I think one of the most surprising things has been um, just how willing and eager good community will rally around mm-hmm. people that are chasing after their dreams. I have been on the receiving end of just so much love. I can't even tell you. I mean, I, and I live in a small town and there's something really to be said for sweet small towns with people yes. that just want to come alongside of you. But, um, you know, you kind of assume that you're going to be doing it all on your own. And in a lot of ways you are doing it on all on your own. Um, But then you realize there's so many people that just want to come alongside to, you know, be your cheerleader. Um, Even people that are doing the exact same thing, you know, fellow bloggers that we've, I've connected with, you know, from across the world, even really, Um, you know, it's just, it's kind of a uniting thing. Um, and that's been really, really, um, a heart filling thing just to feel so loved by people in my community and even outside of my community. Um, the hardest part though, is, is kind of on that same hand. And that is, you know, being at home, you know, it's a luxury. Um, I take it for granted a lot of days, but, um, it's, it can get kind of isolating and lonely, um, being at home and working from home and, um, my husband, on the other hand, he's, he sees, you know, like a hundred patients a day as an orthodontist and he gets home. I mean, his brain is fried. He just yes. does not want to have another five minute conversation. <laughs> and I am like dying to talk to somebody. Like, I can't tell you how wonderful it is to talk to two females at, at 2 p.m. <laughs> I honestly like, like you can talk to us anytime. What, a, what an awesome thing. I could do this all day long. Um, but it is, it is, you know, as, as much as like, I have felt the love and support of my community. Um, I have had to be more intentional about spending time with people mm-hmm. um, because I, I miss, you know, the social environment of a workplace. I, I do miss yeah. that. So, yeah. um, and that's not every, you know, not every entrepreneur will end up working from home. I mean, that's certainly a luxury and I have been so grateful to have had that the past few years, especially, but um Man, it gets lonely sometimes. It really yeah. does. Yeah, I, I totally relate. Way. Maybe we should, before our husbands come home at the end of the day and need a break, we should talk at like mm-hmm. four thirty. Me and you. Yes. <laughs> Get yes. Out all our jibber jabber. We should do yeah. that. My oh yeah. Goes to work in a large corporate office and comes home, and he's an introvert, and I'm the extrovert. I'm the one who's home, so I'm like, people, he's here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're like you're dying just for any attention, and you know, yes. I, my poor children, because I'm like, so, so tell me. Tell me what you did at school today. Da, 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 da. And they're like, Mom, like, get off me. <laughs> Why so many like, questions? I just want to like, talk to Charlotte. Somebody. I did that the other day with Charlotte. And she goes, Mom, you're asking me a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> she did. <laughs> you want to be I was, like, I, just listen to me. I'm your mother. Like, please yes, just talk to me. Just talk to me, please. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. I, 
we started this thing in our neighborhood, like in 2020, where people who have dogs, we like go in the front yard and let our dogs play at the end of the day. It's like, it's like gathering around the water cooler, but like in the neighborhood and we kept it going and it has kept me sane because I oh that is fabulous. Like adult faces. Yeah. You need that. You totally need that. I see. I've just opted to make friends with all the people at the grocery store because I'm constantly (laughs) tasting recipes. So I'm like, Oh, they probably know you find any reason to go to the grocery store. I'm like, Hey, what's up guys? (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Probably a celeb there. Buying uh, no, no, I'm the girl who they're like, why do you need this many marshmallows? Like, explain, <laughs> explain yourself. Why this you much are. butter? Oh Isn't my gosh. Gosh. Wait, can we hold space for a moment? Wait, I like, just watched you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sarah. I was going to say the people when you're checking out that ask you questions about your ingredients. I always get that person. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. So they're what like, are you doing with this? Like, what yeah, even is this? Uh, I, I went to the grocery store. Yeah, I think it was yesterday where I was buying like extra snacks. So we just need to like stock up and they go, are you having a party? And I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> can I come? <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's just like, first, um, no. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, funny. That's funny. Yeah, I wear my oh, headphones when I shop. So no one talks to me. You guys. Oh, really? No, I'm just talking about oh. the people that like actually check you out. They oh, like, yeah. they're very chatty. Anyway, yeah, that's true. Or at least my grocery store. I guess I'm a rude. I'm rude. What were you going to say? Uh, oh, I was watching Kate um, on Instagram make really fancy Rice Krispie treats the oh, other day. Oh, and I feel so like that's funny. what you're referring to. Did they have Cinnamon Toast oh, Crunch in it? Because yeah. I feel the like... The Golden Grams. But Cinnamon oh. Toast Crunch tastes fabulous too. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is delicious. I love those also. Golden um, I actually really just made three batches uh, for our our sweet babysitter. It, she's I'd like the best, best babysitter we've ever had. She's amazing. But she... Um, is playing in this tennis tournament and they asked for snacks. So they're oh getting, gosh. they're getting rice krispie treats and guys, they're they so delicious. Oh, they're so good. Is, I wish I had one right now. My mouth is watering. We're going to make those. We're gonna mm, you should make them. Too. They're, they're really easy and they're fun. They're like a great, I mean, everybody loves rice krispies. They don't get the respect that they deserve. I don't think. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Well, we're well, on, we're inspired while we're on the subject. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. Do you have a favorite recipe? Like, Ooh, no, um, like from, from the book, book or just yeah. in general? From well, the book. Um, yes, yes. Okay, so there's 52 recipes, and most of them are stuff that I like either grew up on or have grown to love. So a lot of the recipes are not even my own. They're like you've got my Mimi's frosted sugar cookies that we make every mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, uh, my mom's bread that um, like the day I moved out for college, I swear that's when she decided she wanted to be a healthy eater and she started making this delicious no homemade bread. Yes. But so mm-hmm. like stuff like that, my friend Blair, she used to always drop off these pumpkin muffins in my mailbox, like recipes like that. Um, but, and then some of them are original ones that, you know, we've grown to love in my, in our own home um, lately. Um, I would say the buttermilk biscuits are like in constant rotation at our house because my kids yeah. love them. You can delicious. freeze them and just like pop them in the toaster oven, you know, for a, a quick add on to breakfast or dinner. Or, I mean, anything like they just get oh, all over those so biscuits. There's, and we, you know, I mean, we're serious about biscuits in the South. So, Oh, we're, um, we're Southern girls. Over you know here. that. I know, uh, you know that. We gotta, so yeah, we, you should take, you should try them for sure. That's I need, I need a new biscuit recipe. Yeah. I kind of messed mine up last I tried my cast iron skillet biscuit recipe. We just moved to the country. Mm. So I was like all in like, oh, yeah. and um, <laughs> I was I've got like, my lodge. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I was like country living. Here's a biscuit. And it did not turn out great. So I'll try oh. a recipe. I'll try a recipe. You need to. Yes. Um, 
I just yeah, hit my mic. Disclaimer, oh, it's, it's okay. more it's more butter than you think it should be. It's, yes. Our that's the secret. That's our, always the secret. Our grandmother Miney, I love that you have a Mimi. Our Miney oh, yeah. is actually our Miney is actually in Nashville right now. We're gonna see her tomorrow. But oh. we have she has tons of famous recipes too. And her philosophy is um a stick of butter and everything. And so yes. butter makes I totally butter. agree. <laughs> I watched my mother in law make from the South. Sunday sauce. She was making like spaghetti sauce to put in her lasagna. The very first time I watched her and she just was started throwing sticks of butter in there. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> in the spaghetti like, sauce? The, like, in the marinade. spaghetti sauce. And I, I, I'm going to be honest, like it was a really upsetting for me. The first time I saw it, I was like, <laughs> I don't think I could eat this in good. Like, I know how much lasagna of yours I normally eat. Like, oh, and I don't God. know if I can, you know, really in good conscience do that anymore. Yeah. But oh my gosh, it's so, so good. good. And Honestly, that's, that's it. It's, it. It's the butter. Yeah. Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. We are really excited to tell you guys about our new sponsor, Gut Garden. You can find all their information at mygutgarden.com and you can get any of their supplements 15% off with the code SISTER15. That's S-I-S-T-E-R-15 for 15% off your order. They have a good gut program that helps you completely reset your gut in 30 days with five supplements included, or you can buy supplements separately. That includes activated charcoal, prebiotics, probiotics, enzymes, collagen, everything you need to support your health from the inside out. So check out Gut Garden and use the code SISTER15 for 15% off your next order. Let's see. Also with the book. Oh, yeah. Let's just talk about like cooking in general or baking. Like, do you have any like quick advice for new bakers or people who don't bake often like us besides adding butter yeah. which I think is a general yeah. good advice <laughs> I w- yeah I'll bake other than versus cook but yeah for new bakers yeah you know I think there's this big misconception that you know some people are cut out for it and some people aren't and I don't know maybe that's true I tend to think that baking just requires um attention and um like precision so you know, if you're following a recipe, baking is not the place to start like doing a bunch of substitutes. If you're a new baker, like really read the recipe, read it thoroughly. And if you don't know what you're reading about, like look it up. Like my mom will text me all the time because again, she's not a baker and she'll be like, what does it mean to fold something into the batter or whatever? And I'm like, that's a great question, mom. Like, how would you know? I mean, you're folding laundry. Yeah, that's, it's not the same thing. Um, I would think so, it was the same. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it, there is, there's a lot of, there's lingo and um, it's not like cooking where you can kind of fudge and add an extra pinch here and an extra pinch here. Like sometimes that'll like, um, you know, totally. completely destroy the science experiment that is baking. So, so I don't know, stick with the recipe and, um, and keep trying too. It's just like anything else. Um, it's, you know, I didn't figure out how to bake that very first time it took a lot of errors and I still make errors all the time. I mean, my kids will be like, mom, this is gross. I'm like, I get it. I totally agree. This, was, <laughs> like, this one didn't work out. It didn't trial work and error. out. Yeah. Oh, so just keep trying. I it's didn't just even like realize, any other hobby. Yeah. I didn't even realize baking was so, um, like particular on measurements and like following the specific steps. This is why I don't think I've ever baked anything that I've actually 
loved. Mm-hmm. Ah. What's that show you're going to laugh? Probably the Netflix show. Um, Nailed it. Uh, uh, what is it? The Great Great British Bake oh, Show. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, um, what's the name? Hollywood. Paul Hollywood. Yes. Yeah, Paul Hollywood. Uh huh. Yes, I was like so addicted to that show. I think it was the year after. It was like the year I stayed in in my house when like after mm-hmm. treatment when I like, didn't go anywhere. I just was like, obsessed with baking shows. Um, but I, I learned what proving was and all these things that I was yeah. like, made me feel very smart. Like I could bake anything and then I would get inspired and try it. And then it would just be like an epic fail. Oh. But, uh, okay. <laughs> but I but still to be loved fair, every second of it. It was still like the most fun. Yeah. Their, their recipes are hard though. I mean, like they are, they are all those puddings and puts, they're very advanced. Saucy puddings, like all, yeah. Saucy all this, puddings. I mean, it's, I mean, that's, it's kind of a different, I mean, those are, these are apples and oranges. So I yeah, don't know. Exactly. Try, try the Rice Krispie treats first. I was going to say, maybe start I should start, start basic. Start I think just I tried to outkick. Yeah. I just like tried to go. We, go we can't be Mary Berry in the first try. I know. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody, Julia Child was not built in a day. 100%. Yes. Um, okay. I have one more question about just business life and entrepreneurship before we talk about your family a little bit, but mm-hmm. You know, especially now working from home, being an entrepreneur, you have to stay connected to social media, which Sarah and I struggle with because Mm -hmm. uh, we don't put our faces on very much, which people have told us we have to do to grow and all the things and put our kids on. We don't want to do that. It's just so hard. Mm -hmm. We refuse to do the TikTok. We refuse Mm -hmm. to do YouTube and TikTok. and, And we've had people who have said no to working with us because of that. So we've, it's strong. It's a struggle because we feel like, oh my gosh, we have to do these things to be successful. Um, and so, also we're mm-hmm. like very, like we want to be present with our families. And so it's like mm-hmm. this like conflict of heart that we have. I think that you're good at that though. I don't see you do a lot of stories, but you do a lot of good reels. So tips, we would love some tips. We're asking for us, uh, <laughs> SOS oh. <laughs> on how to, how to balance that as someone who we require that these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, I am really struggling here with that lately. Um, Social media is an ever evolving animal. I mean, it is so different from when I started doing this back in 2016. It it felt a lot more cut and dry back then. Um, And I felt like I was able to wrap my mind around it and and kind of do it better at that point. Nowadays, it does feel like a full on invasion of your life that again, like to, to kind of back you up on what you said, I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with that. And I, and I can't afford to be glued to my phone all day. I just can't. I know that I will never get these years back. And so um, I'm kind of struggling to find the balance. I don't think I'm qualified to answer that question well, because um, I am really, really struggling here. I need to probably be more present um, than I currently am in the online world. And I just, um, I'm in a season where I've kind of stepped back because um, I always say, I have a friend that always says, you know, it's just not in my dog bowl. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's not, that's not, that's not for me right now. Um, I do have to keep it alive. It's It's an important part of, you know, yeah, my business. Um, and so I do have to keep it alive. And so I've just kind of done the things that I enjoy, which is, you know, I post when I want to, and, um, I do reels, um, because those are fun, you know, making the cooking videos. Like I enjoy that part. 
Um, but some of the other stuff, like I just can't, I can't Insta story my entire life all day long. I just can't. I mean, there's just too much to do in this season of life. Now that might change next month. It could change next week. Who knows? So I just do what I can when I can. And I do hope that like, it'll be kind of this like ever evolving door with social media where like, I do already start to see some trends where people are pulling back and it's kind of like, like a respect thing. And people are like, you know, you see some of those celebrities like deleting their entire profile, but like one post and like, I know that's like a trend thing, but like, I'm hoping that at some point the trend becomes to like where privacy is more respect, more, um, you know, where it's more about the brand and the story versus just like well, the, the product and the work behind it rather than rather than the, the business like, of the day. Yeah. Or the business right. or like the, um, you know, the social act aspect of like, who's the entrepreneur behind the product or the entrepreneur behind the story or the, or the, you know, whatever the project is. And so yes, we, we always feel like we're like, you know, is this, is this true to us? Like, is it true to like who we are? And we have a mm-hmm. conflict always because, you know, like you saying, oh, I post when I want to. Like, I think oftentimes with entrepreneurs out there, it's like, you know, you kind of have this like small voice in the back of your brand saying like, well, you you need to do this. or You need to post at least, you know, this, this time and this time. Mm-hmm. And you need to do the real. You need to do the TikTok. You didn't, you're not growing mm-hmm. enough. And like. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, um, it's like a, com- it's a conversation that we're having like weekly. For sure. Like- and I think nobody has the answer. I think it's us going like, Hey, whoever's listening, who's having this predicament as well. Like we're in the same boat. And I do think when you're getting started, you probably have to be really plugged in and, yeah. Uh, and yeah. step back. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that that's probably true. You probably have a lot more, um, excitement to do that too. I think I hit a point of fatigue with it Um, right about the time that my book came out. You know, I was so gung ho for it. And it was like I crossed a finish line and I realized I needed a big gasp of air. Like Uh I was just like completely drained. And um, and I knew I just needed to take a step back. I don't um, I don't regret that. And I have I've kind of stayed a little bit at a distance. uh, but I don't know that it'll be like that forever. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Tomorrow I could just be like buck wild on, on TikTok. You never know. I don't know. Do you have a TikTok? We actually, I don't. I okay. Don't. We were wondering. I would love to I, see some baking TikToks. Let's see. Yeah, see I mean, there's so many people doing it. Like they're so good. They, I get that they're entertaining, but I can, I don't even let myself, I don't even go on TikTok because I know that my brain will rabbit hole. Like I will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. waste away my day there and I can't afford to do that right now. So exactly. that's kind of that's the that's the boundary I've put on myself. Like I'm not doing it, but I'm also not letting my brain like deep dive into it either. So yeah. Um I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be different next week. I'm Who an, knows? Our millennial followers understand. Yeah. I get yeah. It. <laughs> it's so it's hard. Yes. Let's let's transition to family. Thank you for your wisdom on entrepreneurship. You're doing great. I think your boundaries are important. And that's another thing. It's like boundaries, not just about privacy, but it's boundaries. I think you do yeah. well with that. Um, so I followed you along social media when you were pregnant with your third and you were yes. expected a girl the whole time, right? And I know you it talked was about so this crazy. in your book. I read yes. a little bit that you mentioned it, but he was born and he, it was a boy. 
but you thought yeah. the whole time you were pregnant as a girl. I think that is so crazy that still happens. And it is wild. Even well, like the ultrasounds, they see, I didn't know that. Even the ultrasounds, they said it was oh, a girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. Multiple ultrasounds. I mean, we had a gender reveal. I remember. What? Did you have like a girly nursery that you did? Oh yeah. We had the nursery. We had the clothes. I mean, this is Alabama. We had the, I mean, her name was embroidered. And Alabama. It was like, yeah. You had the initials on the pillow. Oh, it was serious guys. I was, Southerners don't miss an opportunity for oh my gosh, a no. monogram. I had a, <laughs> we had a backpack with his like yeah. initials embroidered before he was oh, even. Yeah. Oh yeah, Outside it the was. Womb. Yeah, I remember that it was so wild. They so Charlie came out, and my mom and uh, my husband were in the hospital room with us. And the doctor pulls up, but I can't see the baby. But she's like, uh, "It's a boy," and she kind of looks at me, and I look at my mom, and I look at Brett, and I said, "Girl," she looks back down, and she's like, "Boy, this is a boy," <gasps> and we look at each other, and we're like. What? And immediately <laughs> my brain goes to, I'm having twins. There's been two babies. Like, no, there's two babies. Like we have Rosemary and a boy. I was like, this is amazing. And the, like the initial, like the very first response was just this eruption of joy. I've, we have Aww. pictures of the moment and there's like tears and like shock. And Aww. I mean, it is the most wild feeling. And then, and then, and then it kind of like occurs to us, like she's looking around to make sure there's not another baby and there's not another baby. And I was like, wow, this is wild. And I mean, I, 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 I shook for hours because I was just, I mean, the adrenaline, it's just, it's, it's That's wild so... feeling. Um, and, um, oh, did it know, feel like it took you some time to connect with him? Like compared, yeah. you prepared so much for another different person of course I know now you're probably like so can't imagine your life without yeah, him, yeah but, well, of course you know it was weird later that evening I, I think the first thought that kind of started that rabbit trail was I I was like I don't have anything blue to dress him in like I don't have any everything's pink I guess he's wearing pink home from the hospital and I was like oh, great. oh home like home that's like like her name is written on the wall. Like it's, it's a girl nursery. It, I, I unpacked all the girl clothes. Like wow. I don't have any boy clothes. Like what do I, and I started, and then I started realizing like some of the dreams that I had kind of pieced together of, um, you know, having two daughters and all this stuff. I was like, okay, that's not going to happen anymore. And I, it did take a little bit of time to kind of separate myself from that. Like, okay, that's not, that's not what's going to happen anymore. And that's okay. I've got to get to know this baby. And, um, I remember like the first or second day home from the hospital and, um, I kind of went up to the room and was unpacking some stuff up and I was holding Charlie. And I remember he did this weird, like stretch thing. And it was like, his arm went one way and his leg kind of like shook out on the other oh. side, almost like a dog shaking out He's after so a, like a bath or something. And, I recognized that movement from when he was in my belly. And I was like, this is the same baby. Like it's the Mm -hmm. same baby. You know, I can maybe have a minute to grieve, like not having that, that daughter that I thought I was going to have, but this is like, Mm -hmm. God has something wonderful in store for me. And this is a baby that I already know and love. Like Mm -hmm. I just had to, I had to change it in my brain and it, in it, I, I was embarrassed to even admit that I, had to go through that because I, it felt selfish and um no I think that's bad I don't know it felt it felt you know just like I don't know it felt wrong to even have to go through that but 
Um, I did. And, um, and now I, I mean, he is like the biggest, you know, that first eruption of joy is just like the trademark of his life. He is wild oh, and so, <laughs> and he's Charlie. Is that what you said his name is? Yes. Which Charlie. means it's his name means man, which is hysterical to me because he wasn't a woman. That's for sure. So <laughs> that's funny. Um, the name <laughs> Charles so means man, which is why we landed on, like we didn't have a name. So that's, that's that was what we landed on. And, um, and he's just the best addition to our family. I'm so grateful. Um, and I don't, I still haven't figured out why it happened that way. I don't know what, I know yeah. that there was a reason for it, but I, it's, it's, it's the, was, it's the most wild story of my life. I'm it told is. that rarely happens. I had to um, ask so because wild. one, it's wild. And I mean, nowadays and it's wild. two, I feel like people do, they want a specific gender, even if it happens earlier where they're like, they go to the ultrasound at 20 weeks and they find they're having something different. And, you know, you do sometimes have to like change what your heart is prepared for. And I just, I love your experience with that and I had to ask I'm like that is just why it is it is it is bizarre don't worry like I know I after I told my friends this I had a few friends that were pregnant at the time they were like oh my gosh like I have to go back and get checked again like they have to give me another ultrasound like what if I'm not having what I think I'm like I need to be prepared I'm like look I'm told this rarely happens don't worry about it it's gonna gonna work out (laughs) yeah he was just hiding he was was hiding but he's a we our middle one is a is a boy and it is so fun to see the brothers I mean they are just the weirdest kids and um I'm I'm so glad that those those two little bookends, you know, or the not bookends, but the two little pabooses are, uh, yes, you know, going to be best buds. Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah, that's they're so brothers. brothers. It's so great. It's been really great. But yeah, don't worry, don't freak out. It's I'm told it really happens. That's yeah, hilarious. That's so cool. I love I love that. Um, yeah, I wanted to know how She's you. Yeah, how you have three kids. My kids always want to help in the kitchen. And they mm-hmm. always want to like cook and clean independently. And, you know, Sam made his ent- an entire lasagna by himself last night. I mean, wow. I cooked the meat. Wow. He like put it all together. He's five. But it's very messy. Stop. <laughs> so, um, so how often do That's you in the kitchen and how do you do it without losing your mind? with the messiness, oh. especially baking. Like that's one reason I don't bake is oh. because the flour and the sugar. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't honestly. Yeah. It's it was like an like, explosion when kids help. Yeah. 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 It's not, not it's not clean and it's, it sometimes it's not even fun. I'll be honest. Like, it's, yeah. It is more inconvenient than it is anything most of the time. But I, again, like, I know that this is not going to last forever. I know that they will not think mom is awesome for forever. And so like when they want to be invested in anything that I like, if I have a chance to connect with them, mm-hmm. like it's worth all the spilled flour. It really, really yeah, is. So, so um, how often I would say, I, I mean, not every day. I, some, I love to like send them outside to play when I'm trying to cook dinner because sometimes it's just all I can do to even get it on the table. But um, we usually try to do like some baking projects on the weekend, um, which they really enjoy. And um, I find they get more invested in being uh, active participants in eating the food if they're the ones <laughs> that have helped make it. So like yes. if they're picking out their own vegetables, they're picking out I mean, they're, it's like, they'll rally around something that they took part in. And um, that's will. good for morale, especially since dinner time is a, just 
a poop fest sometimes. I mean, sometimes dinner is just horrendous. Yeah, so everybody's tired. It's so hard. So they do help so much. They they love to cook their own food and serve their own food. They're definitely proud of it. They're more likely yeah. to eat it, I think, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I always feel like with us, like Charlotte is like super independent and like she her teacher asked what she wants to be when she grow, grows up and she says a chef. And so she's oh. like loves the kitchen. But I I know that like if it's gonna be edible, like she can't really help me. Because she'll yeah. just go all in and like dump salt into the bowl or something. <laughs> so we started this thing. And this goes back to like when Kathy and I were little called concoctions. Uh-huh. And it's when she gets full range of like all the ingredients. And she doesn't really, it's not like a real thing, but it's like uh-huh. she gets to like play in the kitchen. You so she don't want to eat it. You don't want to eat, eat it. You don't want to eat it, but she can experiment. And she can use, if she wants to put ketchup and um, mix it in with some sugar and, like, see what happens with some flat. Like, she's, cr- you know, she gets, like, I mean, it's a, it's actually very wasteful. But it allows her space to play and me not be, she's like, part, oh, yeah. gosh, we have to serve this later. What if she so, is? Yes. I know. Honestly, she did make something. She She's so cute. She, she put, like, flour, maple syrup um sugar and like my coffee cream which was like the pea protein I don't know, yeah. like, and, and like some fruit and I'm like what is she doing but like she mixed it up and I she told she told me to put it in the oven I was like okay I'll put it in the oven and we baked it and Richard like went over and when it was done like ate something he was like this is really good he did I was like I'm pretty I was like I'm pretty sure she put some of her yogurt in there so I don't know if that's like a thing there's no time. well coffee cream and yogurt is gonna be delicious I mean it's go. gotta be I know right it's like <laughs> it's probably sounds pretty good okay well we we probably should start to wrap up um okay but Kathy and I always end our episodes with our guests um, with giving them the last word. We love to encourage moms and women listening on this podcast. So it can be any word of advice. It can be mom advice, work advice, baking advice, all the above. Do you um, have, do you want to leave us with just one nugget of truth? Yeah. You know, you don't have to wait for a new day to kind of start fresh. Um, I find lately as a mom, if I get, you know, kind of at the end of my rope, I'm like, oh, we'll just, this today's a wash. Like we just gotta, just gotta wait, wait, hope tomorrow's better. And I have started, I want to reclaim those hours. And so I've started kind of just like doing what it takes to shake that off in the moment and really try to press in and start fresh. Um, And, um, it's been good for me, you know, whether it's something with work or, you know, at home with, um, three little kids when, you know, stuff can get kind of hairy and, you know, I get frustrated with myself. Even sometimes I'm just like, I don't think I'm doing a good job. And there's a lot of freedom in being able to shake that off and, and just give myself the opportunity to start over. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think everyone else should, should be willing to offer themselves the same grace. I mean, just, just shake it off and and start fresh whenever you need that, you know, that breath of fresh air. I love that. Beautiful. Yeah. We're our own worst critics. And I think as moms too, as moms and working moms, I feel like we're hardest on ourselves. I know I am. Yeah, Um, I totally get it. 
really good advice. Such good advice. Thank Kate, you. thank you so much for being here today. Congrats thank on you. your book. We are thrilled thank for you. you. I'm yes. so excited for your book. Oh my thank gosh, you. sign me up. That is awesome. <laughs> yes, we got a lot of drafts lot and things. To, we got today, a, like but... we got a lot of edits and drafts and hoops to jump through, but we are we like just feel really inspired by it oh, and then we're excited keep jumping it's worth it <laughs> i know you actually advice. gave us like a breath of fresh air on you this, did yes on thank podcast. you i'm so glad um, but guys listening um you can get katie's book like literally anywhere we know you're going to target later to you're get going. some stuff so Grab get the yes. book we'll leave in the show notes <laughs> where to connect with kate and yep. follow her incredible recipes and her inspirations stuff. and Thanks so much for being here today, Kate. Thank you for having me. You guys are awesome. Keep doing, you know, beautiful, special things. Awesome. Thanks so much. So glad to talk. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. We are excited to have Seeking Health back as a sponsor for season two of the Talk To Me Sister podcast. If you want quality vitamins, you can use our code SISTERS2 for 10% off your next order. This exclusive coupon gets you 10% off your next order. That's SISTERS2. Visit SeekingHealth.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Also, make sure to check out our Amazon store. Thank you.